0: Welcome to the Rotating Bits Podcast. If Crystal knows anything about me, and she knows a lot, then she can definitely tell you that I'm kind of stuck between 1990 and 2009. A lot of the books, movies, songs, shows, cultural references, etc. that I like are from this era. This has been a small point of contention between me and her for quite some time now, but it's all been civil. I still insist that the superhero movies from the early 2000s are better than their modern counterparts. Now, being as she is, Crystal obviously disagrees with me, and that is the focus of today's episode. We want to compare and contrast Spider Man from early 2000 and Spider Man from late 2000s, mid 2000s. We will do this by addressing two key points the characters' growth and the presence of their love interest and villain conflict. At the end, we will present our case in the hopes of convincing the other party. We hope you enjoy this episode, and with that being said, let's begin. Hello. Hello.
1: Hey, Chris.
0: How you doing?
1: Uh, It's been so long.
0: (laughs) It's only been a week.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. Uh, I... I uh, have been busy up until right now, so that's nice.
0: (laughs) Busy with. Just
1: in time for our podcast. Human things. Settling in.
0: Yeah, I've been busy too. Oh, settling in. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I want to move too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I want that feeling.
0: (laughs) Moving is fun, but it's a lot of money. It's a lot of work. Um, Yeah,
1: I agree. But first of all, before we even continue, okay. Welcome to season 2 of our season podcast. Two. We I made season-
0: it. Yeah, I love seasons. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I we had such a brief conversation in our last episode about switching it up and then afterwards we had the longest conversation about what we should do and it feels like we concluded that movies, TV shows, and anime is essentially like our theme anyway. And yeah, I'm here to pressure you. And I guess to I'm a leech. Slowly tredge forward.
0: <laughs> I, I would I would position myself as as leeching off of your uh, passion <laughs> for like uh, anime and TV shows. I've been trying to get back into like watching movies and video games, like a lot of the stuff that I used to do when I was younger. Uh, yeah, and, and had more life in me.
1: Yeah, That's usually how you conclude things After a decent passionate conversation
0: <laughs> um, I've been trying to watch some movies Most of them have been like Japanese um, But yeah I think The last episode we concluded was uh, What was it like Raya and the Last Dragon I think I can't remember the title Some Disney movie about a dragon Um,
1: Oh, yeah. Well, that was like your one up, which we still haven't seen it. They just released it um, uh, on Disney Plus for free. Like, I think based on the reviews, we couldn't validate spending $30 on a rental. So uh, I think we were just waiting. So now that it's out, you know. And I'm living with kids now. So we have to like coordinate as a family. Like I can't just go watch it on my own. (laughs) Yeah.
0: See, so that's the common counter argument. So that's I think Disney's done this a couple of times now. They did this, they did this with Mulan. So they Mm -hmm. they put a hefty price tag on it for $30. And I guess on the one hand, I completely understand it from a business perspective because you're using you're losing out a lot of money if it's not in theaters. On the other hand, I don't personally feel obligated to pay 30 bucks for a movie like for any reason like even a dvd yeah like it's yeah, we, like
1: i think we did it once um those but that was during quarantines when we were making those big bucks due to uh yeah. unemployment
0: and such <laughs> those like 30 like those are dvd prices you paid like when dvds first came out like those are i, I would say like those are like the yeah. very beginning but now it's uh, at least here you can get a dvd like even if a brand new movie for like 10 bucks like 15 bucks so like paying 30 is it's a long stretch and the common counter argument to that that i heard was well if you have like a big family so you have mom dad or whatever mom doesn't matter you have like the parents right. and the kids and you have like five people at 30 bucks isn't really that much money because you pay that in theaters anyway
1: yeah but that if, was about val- that was our valid reasoning yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: and that's a good reasoning but if you're just on your own Well, 30 bucks for one person is not a lot. And then the counter argument to the counter argument. So you have a whole family watch the movie is you don't get the same experience. So if you go to the movie theaters, you get like the food, you get like, you know, the big screen, you get like the surround sound. Whereas when you're home, you don't, unless you're, I would say like well off, like you don't have surround sound. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You don't have like a 200 inch screen or whatnot. So I don't know.
1: like i said valid for quarantine when there wasn't another option but with the movie theaters opening up and like there being options for new releases it's all about timing though like how bad do you want to see it and for us specifically with you what did you say raya Raya? yeah
0: the, the last dragon yeah yeah
1: the last dragon um because of the bad uh reviews we were just like you can't trick us into watching this it's cheaper to just to go to the movies at this point um yeah it was a good but... movie
0: though I loved it um oh you
1: did yeah I, I... did
0: so oh, okay oh. I, I think I have to change up my That's opinion right. from last time so because yeah,
1: I thought you said you walked away
0: from I it. did I did I did I did actually I did wow. so halfway through the movie I was like this movie is terrible I don't want to watch it uh it seems like it's <laughs> run of the mill it's generic yeah and then I don't want to give too much of the plot away because uh, it'll ruin the experience but and then my wife was talking to me about the movie and I was like okay fine and we're kind of lazy so when we like sit down to eat we'll just turn on a movie yeah. and I think sure. I've seen I don't know like probably Frozen <laughs> maybe like 20 times just because I let it run in the background
1: right right, right. <laughs> you're I, like well it's there
0: it's there yeah it's there so I've probably seen like Lilo and Stitch and Frozen probably like 10 or 15 times because I just let it run and right. so I was like fine let the movie run you paid for Disney plus I mean might as well get your money's worth, right? And then I watched the movie and I was pleasantly su- pleasantly surprised. And so the movie is, without giving the plot away, a lot of it is about like how to like trust people. So it's learning how to trust. Yes, and, absolutely. And, yeah, and how to deal with like betrayal and whatnot. So like trust and betrayal are like the main themes of the movie. I'll mm-hmm. leave it at that because otherwise it gives away too much. And at first it sounded kind of you know like very cliche, kind of corny, run of the mill. But once you get to the end and you kind of like analyze it like from the end to the beginning. I okay. think it makes a lot more sense and I'll, I'll let you know what I mean once you've seen it but yeah
1: I'll I, explained have to it to I explained it to my wife
0: I explained it to my wife because she had like a, a couple of criticisms with respect to like the theme of like trust and whatnot mm-hmm. but then I told her my opinion and she was in agreement which is very rare so <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow well congratulations on sitting through the full movie and yeah. forming a full opinion
0: oh <laughs> uh, well- I liked it yeah
1: Well, speaking of opinions, let's get to what we're here for. Uh, This will be our very first organized (laughs) episode. Uh, We planned a Spider-Man vs. Spider-Man movie off.
0: (laughs) Oh, was it? I thought it was the Hulk. So, oh, oh, yeah, (laughs) the one with Lufa Rigno.
1: I mean, oh my gosh! I was just about (laughs) to be like, well, unfortunately, in my opinion. all of our uh, all of the Hulk movies weren't really fitting, other than in the Avengers, but uh,
0: that's just my
1: opinion there. No, but anyway, but on so, a more serious
0: note, yeah, yeah. So about the, about <laughs> do the you want to talk movie.
1: since yours came out first? Why don't you uh, do you have like a little summary for your movie?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, so like, <clears throat> so basically, like, the Spider Man movie is like the real sp- first Spider Man movie I ever saw that i truly remember and like you know felt attached to i mean a lot of there are a lot of um of like the cartoons in the 90s you know with spider-man batman you know all that fun stuff justice league and whatnot but none of that was like live action and so that for me was the first i don't know even i don't know if there was actually spider-man before that probably there was like a live action spider-man movie before the 2000s i Uh, believe that
1: was yeah that was the first one
0: yeah so like um you know so you had basically the, th- the three spider-man movies so one two and and three obviously and by the end of like the third one he kind of like you know turned emo and whatnot which was the common criticism launched against that movie because he, he was uh rejected by i don't know how much, how much we're allowed to give away of the movies so but
1: so it's okay we're first of all yeah. i'll i'll preface us with saying we're gonna focus on just the uh Your Spider-Man, which is the first one that came out in 2002, and then we'll be focusing on my version of Spider-Man, which is Spider-Man: Homecoming with Tom Holland. And so we'll, what we're gonna do is kind of just go back and forth with our points to see which one, uh, who wins in our debate (laughs) of which one is better. Uh, So we definitely. I, and I completely understand what you're saying, just from your point. It is the first Spider-Man. And I do yeah. think that in comparison to what we had seen coming out around the same time for live action movies of our, you know, our childhood mm. superheroes, um, it was good. Like, I definitely yeah. wouldn't denounce it as, as something I wouldn't watch again, at the very it, least. It was uh, like a
0: perfectly good mid-conditioned Spider-Man, you know, so there was nothing <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing wrong with it. I guess oh, my, I'll point
1: out some wrong things <laughs> uh,
0: I guess my common criticism but this is more of a personal sticking point is I'm not really interested in reboots unless they're valid and I feel often that reboots are like you know, re I don't want to say remakes because they didn't, because like the old Spider-Man movies like the new ones aren't remakes of that For as far as I know, it's more of like a continuation or using the same characters but telling more or less a different story yes. um, yeah, but it's not like a remake in that kind of sense so I guess you could call it a reboot so to speak yeah yeah i would say so i'm not really like a fan unless it serves some kind of greater good um to slightly deviate like that's that's my personal opinion like to slightly deviate is um like in anime you have like a lot of these filler episodes that don't really progress the plot so to speak so you can kind of get rid of it but everything you add on to like the anime series, the anime episode, it leads to somewhere. Whereas a lot yeah. of these reboots is just kind of starting back from the beginning and telling a different story. So maybe the character is, maybe he's not white, he's black, or maybe he's not from this city, he's from that city. Or maybe he goes to this school, not that school. Like in general, it's still the same story. It's still the same Spider-Man. But I don't really see the point, you know? Uh, well, yeah, I'll pass it uh, off to you.
1: Oh, man, I can't wait for my reveal later <laughs> on. Uh, <laughs> so I'd say the only one to me that didn't have any leverage is the amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. And so we're just going to take that off the table right now as okay. what I would consider a um, uh, more entertaining Spider-Man, I believe because of our picks that would make the most sense. Um, and then all I was going to mention beforehand is that unfortunately for your version of spider-man i have the mcu what's that so, uh the marvel universe marvel oh
0: universe.
1: um so platforming him off of those movies automatically gives him more leverage in the full universe that was created so
0: mm. and, I don't know I, I think i i feel like justice league and but i'm like what i said i'm stuck about DC?
1: Don't I, even know, think... I know i know
0: i know i like to trigger people but
1: no no no, no. you could talk about everybody on my t-shirt today but you can't talk about dc on a spider-man episode don't even do you're gonna fuel the fans
0: but i mean it's not my fault they do like a ton of crossovers you know and wasn't it like a video game too i can't remember the video game wasn't like some kind of like street fighter style video game
1: injustice
0: It maybe i no, don't remember I,
1: I don't think spider-man was in there anyway yeah uh spider-man has flipped before in the comics but we're just going to talk about the movies. so let's go ahead and just uh get into our main um categories of interest here uh so for intro to character that was our first one to discuss so why don't you Go ahead and and tell us about your character.
0: About about Pete. <laughs> your specific well, I-
1: to your your specific toby based movie <laughs> Spider Man.
0: Uh, well, like I mean, don't hate on him. I think he was <laughs> I think he was a very good Spider Man. I mean, I guess I can preface it by saying I do understand the value of re- t- retelling a story because it's something that's classic. Like if you think yeah. of like fairy tales uh, or I mean they've been told so many times, you know snow white they probably have like a thousand movies about it I, I get it it's okay and superheroes are modern day fairy tales if you will with that respect because you use the same it's a template you know because yeah. they're like a dozen different batman movies but it's never the same story not quite anyway okay. um, yeah. <laughs> yeah so like he's kind of introduces like a run-of-the-mill character you know like the typical you know outsider nerd wants to have like the girl and never really gets it and then as we all know, one day gets bitten by a spider and uh, suddenly his life changed for, I would say the better, but also, you know, it has the obvious drawbacks that, you know, the, the very famous quote that we all know power. with, it, yeah, with this uncle, you know, with great responsibility comes great power. I think that's, you know, that's golden, you know, it's memorable. Um, I'm not gonna pretend to know if, it, if that quote didn't exist, you know, before the movies, but definitely that's what made it stick, you know?
1: Oh, it, yeah. And, it definitely was uh imprint in, in the comics for yeah sure, definitely versions of it
0: and that i guess for me the reasons why i love the first spider-man movies is that really kind of brought it home to me was because that was like the first time where i really you know truly engage not necessarily spider-man because you have um like you have x-men and iron man like the superhero movies that were all live action and so those okay. were the first movies that kind of like really brought it home like you mm-hmm. know you get to it's not all draw like they're real they're quote-unquote real people right and that's i guess why i kind of identify with it so much and, and then i got my fill you know because as a kid you love superheroes and then i don't want to say you grew out of it because that kind of like makes it seem kind of childish but some people stick with it some people don't and i just kind of moved on and yeah basically that's that's basically like him as a character you know in the end he wins which is normal Um, uh, but he does go through like trial and tribulations because he Uh, but that's a common theme is trying to unite these two worlds of well it's a common across all superheroes really but i guess for this one it's really trying to uh be the best you can and grapple with yourself and try to impress someone which is you know mary jane
1: (laughs) 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 yeah well and we'll get into that topic next so for for my breakdown of my intro to character um, in Spider-Man Homecoming is, uh, you know, he was originally introduced outside of his first movie. He first started in Captain America Civil War and Tony brings him in and recru- recruits him to essentially arrest Captain America and these other heroes. So I think, I just, I love the perspective of a, a teen being recruited by like a well-known wealthy you know superhero essentially I just showing that. up and you know <laughs> be like hey i need you to just come over here and assist us in arresting a couple of other superheroes um since they didn't uh want to sign the accords uh which would i guess link them with a military style government they'd essentially be policed um and, you know, I I know that's why Captain America wasn't into it, so it makes sense. But just, like, involving this teenager is so funny. So using that and then introducing, like, they essentially streamlined that experience with then mm. um, a video diary from his perspective, which was something added into his movie to kind of be like, oh, this is where I started and this is where I am now. Uh, so that was really cool. Yeah. Um, tony assists in providing him like a well thought out suit and one of the best features that you don't get in any of the other spider-man movies is the eye movement which i really fully brings to the the eye movement what do you mean yeah uh so uh did you watch deadpool 2
0: i watched the first one
1: the first one so you know it's the same like his eyes move so in the suit his suit reacts to what he's doing underneath underneath oh, the mask okay. so like it it creates personality that you would see in a comic hmm. um, but they oh, found a way to, oh okay okay yeah, now so they I, found a way to apply it um in in a live action so i really love that
0: <laughs> i get, i get that i guess you're more interested in like the world building or i guess to put it more precise i guess world connecting um, yeah,
1: exactly and it, and it brings it back to what you would see in a drawing which we hadn't seen up until Deadpool and then they carried it over into Spider-Man
0: see but for me so a lot I feel like a lot of these characters and these stories a lot of them flow into one another and so for me the lines become kind of blurred because they all come from troubled backgrounds they're all trying to you know rise above their potential or meet their potential or rise above their you know because it's like trying to become the hero that's why the superheroes and so if you for me if you mix them all together it seems like you have I, I guess to like too much power and so it, it, it for me it's like sure. hard to focus on like one particular person and so if I'm just watching Spider-Man or if I'm just watching whoever then I'm more invested in their story as opposed to like here are like 20 characters from 20 different universes and uh, that's how i view it i know you're 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 gesturing <laughs> i'm over you're... here
1: just yeah i'm waiting
0: <laughs> yeah like
1: i i was like well my biggest thing is that my spider-man in his movie not only isn't there not a heavy focus on the turmoil that he's already gone through that's already pre-established um they don't go through having an uncle in the scene to then sacrifice again or like <laughs> you know <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um
1: so you don't actually with this Spider-Man it's streamlined. It's it's focusing on him growing as a hero. Um and I do believe that they give a fresh perspective on his priorities um because he has a crush but unlike in yours it's not obsessive it's not his full childhood it's oh it's not obsessive
0: yeah that's pining. true yeah
1: it's not yeah. him pining um so what's refreshing about this one is that it's literally just him figuring out who he is as spider-man and and where his identity fits um mm, so i was just gonna yeah. say um you know, with his age, it truly plays into him being in in high school. What I love about Tom Holland's acting specifically is that you see him nervous, you see him fidgety. Um, He doesn't have a poker face uh, when he's in the car with the vulture uh, near the end when he's taking them to prom. Uh, He's he's looking for role models that could literally take the place of like a father figure. So Mm. you get to him and his relationship with Aunt May, which I love the fact that she's younger. I think it's hilarious that See, he, like so, uh, <laughs> and
0: then... my so my wife saw that and she thought it was yeah. terrible. Like she oh yeah okay. yeah was she was uh I can't remember which movie that was. I think we're talking about the same one because I only saw a no, portion no. of that. Yeah, yeah.
1: She like she gets like free food from like an uh, an Asian restaurant because yeah. the, the waiters like it's on the house. Wink. And then <laughs> like between that and then the banter about Tony Stark being like, "Oh, how's Aunt May doing?" Like, I bet she's doing so good. Like emphasizing on her looks.
0: You know? Yeah, but I I don't know. I'm not so interested in. I'm more interested in the journey as opposed to what happens after. So, like, after he becomes Spider-Man and after, you know, he's, you know, come to terms with who he is and what he is, and then yeah. you can see him grow in, like, a dual perspective because you have this, because that's, like, a common thing. You have this duality. You have, you're, you're a person at the same time you're a superhero. And so right. you have to kind of learn how you can basically hand, juggle both. Yeah. Um, and I'm not really interested in that uh, because, oh, okay. because once you get into that territory, you're almost into, like, seasons like as in like tv shows. So to like deviate a little bit, you have like for example like Smallville. I like, say it
1: depends on the the writing. Like that's true. I think that because I think in in my version of the movie, he resolves that in the first movie. Like he it's like a small arc <laughs> amongst the entire, you know, timeline of this first movie whereas I'd say even yours he has to come to terms with it uh, both in high school but then it doesn't resolve until movie two or three uh so yours doesn't even come
0: that's true but even by the end he becomes he becomes progressively better as the movies progress and i would say a lot less hopeless and so that's kind of what a lot of people were refer- um i remember the third movie and people kind of commenting on like his hairstyle and all that and hmm. talking yeah talking about how like quote-unquote emo he looked which was yeah. a sign of the times so i don't know if it was i don't know if it was that I disagree. Bad. <laughs> I but think it
1: was just bad.
0: Yeah, so that's I why mean, we're
1: not supposed to be talking about two or three because. Like,
0: yeah, they. I, I think two was so acceptable. So me. with the, with with Doc Ock, I think two was acceptable. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, three is just kind of like eh. Uh, but that's also a common thing: is a lot of times these movies are not made for the sake of the characters, but for the sake of just making movies. So you have to sure. kind of you have to kind of pick and choose. Uh,
1: i mean uh, one credit is that yours was the test like it was like oh will this sell like uh you know and and in that terms i would say it was successful for what it was yeah Uh, i'm also not surprised since the movie aired in 2002 that you would like it better (laughs) (laughs) um but anyway let's go if you say so uh i mean sometimes some things just get better with time but it's fine yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh so moving on our next category that we are going to kind of battle out with is love interest and villain balance uh to the storyline
0: so yeah so go like, first yeah so like basically so the main the main uh figure was uh so like the goblin of the first movie but what i thought was interesting is as we talked to, talked at the very beginning as, um, this movie is also kind of like about like trust and betrayal so he thinks that he can trust a lot of these people when in reality he can't so he can't really trust right. anyone and all the people he loves just kind of you know everyone just dies and yeah, <laughs> everyone I betrays mean- him
1: it's his childhood friend's yeah. father and nearly his father figure. Somebody he could look up exact, to. Yeah. You know, he, it, they even presented like before, uh, what was it? Harry was being dropped off by his father. Yeah. And then Peter runs up to them and he literally implies that Peter's his favorite son, essentially, uh, over his own biological son. So uh, their relationship was pretty intense.
0: Yeah, so but, I
1: totally understand on your end.
0: <laughs> but I felt like the whole goblin thing that, what it felt like a side point because it came kind of towards the end of the movie. And I felt like the, yeah. so the movie isn't like super long, but the majority of the movie was really focused on who is he? Uh, how does he become Spider-Man? Okay, these are my abilities. Oh, there's like this really, there's this nice girl. I want to impress her. I want to get with her. And that was the bulk of the movie. Whereas like the villain was just kind of like, you have to have some kind of conflict. An
1: afterthought.
0: Yeah, it yeah. felt like an afterthought because it really did. But that's just way too much information for like one like movie. And I don't <laughs> <done> know <laughs> Well, of course you can do better. I don't know if they wouldn't <laughs> want to do like a whole movie without a villain because that seems kind of boring. Like just a movie where he right. becomes yeah, Spider-Man no. and, the, and the movie's over. Like there no has to be
1: some level of struggle. But yeah. I mean we did they could have either, I mean, really the climactic experience could have been losing his uncle if they wanted to go that route. And then him coming of age, him experiencing this, you know, his powers and and the love struggle. Uh, And then they could have even had common villains, you know. Uh, But you know who does have all of that? Who? (laughs) The Tom Holland Spider-Man. There are common criminals he does they emphasize that he's trying to just be in his city and practicing waiting for tony to start call to action to do the next big superhero thing and so at, at the time in the beginning you know that's really what they emphasized on um is his him just trying to like break into the role so people know who he is and so he could you know find crime and then that's kind of how he stumbles on his nemesis um mm,
0: which is yeah. the Vulture. <laughs> But, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess you could really relate to like the, the whole like love interest thing because it was very high school-esque, if you will. Oh, yeah. It, it was very typical, you know, I'm shy, I'm a nerd and, you know, this is a cute girl. And uh, Granted, the, the story was very one-sided for many perspectives, but it was 20 years ago. So I think it's to a certain extent forgivable. Um, yeah. But still, I think that made, made it even more relatable because like I said, 20 years ago, the, the cultural norms were very different. Um yeah. as for like the villain, for me I was kind of late to the game. Like it took me a while to realize, like, oh, okay, so like this is like the main conflict. Because as you said, like when his uncle died, I felt that it was like the pinnacle. Um mm-hmm. and I guess and you could have so early. Yeah, and then he did <laughs> then he did avenge his uncle and all that. And I guess you could have just like ended the movie there, but that would have right. been, you know, too it would have yeah, it would have trailed it
1: been... off. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um but definitely. So yeah, so uh, I mean
1: so that's your about val- your, your villain point for real. Yeah. Uh, what like your perspective. So do you, do you genuinely think that that Mary Jane and that storyline with them was, was truly good?
0: <laughs> it felt a bit forced, uh, in hindsight, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the iconic scene where, you know, he's hanging upside down and, and he gets kissed and all that. I mean, that's like, those are scenes that stay forever. Not necessarily saying that that redeems the whole movie you know but <laughs> yes. still like those are iconic scenes um was there a lot of chemistry i don't know i felt like she was more or less like a token like uh yeah. I, I need a woman on my side i need someone to fall in love with and yeah that she fills the criteria and it progresses the story yeah. but as a character she kind of falls flat so to speak yeah um She's
1: very i i would define her as one-dimensional
0: yeah i um, would do you know the the what was it called the bestful test have you heard of that yeah
1: yeah this movie it fails yeah it uh, absolutely fails like don't even get me started yeah like, it's... you you have aunt may who's a very elderly woman with not much to say and basically you just watch her mourn the loss of her husband and yeah. then mary jane uh her character doesn't necessarily develop she's introduced she she tells everybody she wants to be an actress and that that based on her toxic relationship with her own father, I believe it was just her father. Yeah. Um, that her only goal is essentially to like get out of there and and make it big, and it's just like
0: oh, <laughs> which, which is also super common. Like you know, I want to leave. Well, it's not a small town because yeah, it's New York. But no. <laughs> you know, I, I <laughs> but you know, I want to you know, I want to get out of Dodge and make something of my life, and that's also like super super common. And then someone yeah. gets left behind. But, I mean, I, I thought, you know, she was pretty. But other than that, you know, right, yeah. it doesn't really help the storyline. So it was really about, like, his becoming, you know, his becoming Spider-Man. And, and his work-life I really, balance. <laughs> yeah, and I liked, I liked the progression. I liked him, you know, testing out his powers and, like, developing the suit and all that. I thought that was, granted, there was no comparison. So I'm at a disadvantage because you have, you know, the, the advantage of hindsight whereas the movie stands for itself because there's something that came before it as far as i'm aware and i don't right. count the cartoons even though right, you know right. they were well, good that's
1: not what we're talking about yeah, in yeah. Terms of quality
0: <laughs> but yeah so that that was pretty much it and i felt like they could have left it up there because the, what was like the doc ock that came it was okay it was oh, it, well
1: doc ock doesn't come till two I, Yeah, I yeah sure. yeah
0: that's what i meant in like in my the,
1: mind I also was like, "Oh, he she shows up in the first one," and I was like, "Oh no, wait! They really spread out those villains." Like, yeah, so, yeah, 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 but it did
0: <laughs> progress my lures. I couldn't think of doing like a fourth, uh, but I was kind of sad that they did like a reboot because it. So when I looked at the dates, the and like one
1: killed it. If we're talking about it, the yeah, it, one did, it did.
0: It did. It did. It definitely fault, did.
1: They, it felt like they kind of threw together a a blind peanut butter and jelly sandwich and it just didn't work
0: (laughs) but isn't that how it always is though like as as the story progresses like they kind of run out of ideas so
1: i I so i only just i only disagree because like you said i have high insight right yeah but that the reason why I believe this version of Spider-Man is so much better is because it's built on the back of a whole timeline that involves all the other superheroes. But that's so- cheating,
0: though. I think it's cheating. <laughs> I think it's cheating because you're using other people to. Prop oh, up you're your gonna own. get so mad yeah. about this
1: episode. Wait for this reveal.
0: <laughs> because you're using other superheroes to prop up your own storyline. I mean, I get it; they're all superheroes. You know, they work. They live and in it's a community.
1: Cohesive. It, it is. is very it is thoughtful. <laughs>
0: But I feel like they the stories can should stand or fall on their own. And that's kind of like the first few movies do is they stand and fall because of their own marriage because it's all about that one person. Whereas I feel like as time goes on, a lot of these superhero movies aren't m- about like the individual superhero per se, more as how can we like integrate this with like others from like this universe. Whereas like the ones that were at the very beginning of like the 2000s, it was all about, you know, just that one person. Whereas... Uh, I-
1: I feel like they were just experiments, uh, in terms of what works.
0: No, that's not fair. That's a discount.
1: (laughs) So, aside from Star Wars, no one could really anticipate having such a following. Um, for wait, uh, Star?
0: Do you count Star Wars a superhero?
1: No. Well, I'm using it as an example of having such a huge fan base from the beginning, but then also over countless years, those fans have built. Uh, despite the amount of time that's been in between. So that's the closest example that we have um, of something that successfully worked over a long period of time. So when you think about the MCU as a whole, I don't think that anyone necessarily could have anticipated that it would go this far, that it would stretch from movies to different storylines, uh, to TV shows, you know,
0: okay. and, and I, them okay. all being
1: relatively successful. So Spider-Man to me was maybe one of the first examples, aside from Batman, that really brought and Superman. I wouldn't
0: say Superman. Oh, you have like so many Superman movies and Batman, like you can't just like 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 throw those all out. Like there are a couple of bad, like bad apples of like the Superman and like uh, Bat Batman movies.
1: I wouldn't use Superman as an example because I wouldn't say that he's ever been super successful on his own. Like I even like Batman vs Superman and and those you know lead ups to the Justice League, but I can't really say that they're successful overall in in terms of the popularity. Not the way that Star Wars was. No, with definitely building not. An no. Audience. No, yeah. no, no you're, so,
0: that's definitely correct. But I think Superman has a lot of staying power, though. So because ugh. like there've been.
1: Yeah, it's well, fine. It's well, my I mean, personal opinion. We're well, I mean, not like, supposed to be talking about DC, though.
0: All right, all right. You know if you, saying, wanna, but... if you
1: want to get back to the Justice League and all that stuff, no, we'll no. do a whole other episode.
0: <laughs> but like, like growing a fan base, I get that. But that can, yeah, that can be like, um, you can have like a lot of teething problems in the sense that it can grow too fast so that you can't necessarily handle it. And so what I'm so an example of this would be uh, to like to go slightly off topic again, uh, is like the Batman. Not the Batman, the Batwoman series. There was this one. uh, Forget it. I can't think. I can't think of the proper name. But like creating like a lot of stuff to like uh, like fan service, basically, to where these shows don't meet like quality standards, but they're just there so the fans are happy. And so a lot of these shows aren't necessarily up to par. They're just there so that the fans have something you know to consume, and that's what I feel happens when these things grow too fast. Whereas, like as you said, you're, I guess
1: you're, you're still talking about the DC universe, though, and then you're also yeah. talking about it being crossed over on a channel that predictably um does it just like you said for essentially for the money, uh where they have some successful shows, but it's it's not all there. But, but I yeah go on go ahead finish up your point. No, I am okay not going to discount it. the
0: money because at the end of the day, I mean it's business, like it's right. a, it's a business, but yeah, I think there should be a balance between does this help the character does this hurt the character and generally it's not that's not the question it's can we make this successful or can we not make this successful and right. if, the, if the answer is yes then we'll do it even if the fans hate it <laughs> because generally yeah. most mo- most of the fans will love it and so the 10 percent that don't we, we don't care it's fine <laughs> but yeah yeah that 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 was my final point
1: okay so getting back into um my love interest in villain villains Balance. Uh Liz Allen was a high school crush, uh, truly red herring meant to bring in her father, who's the vulture. Uh, and mm-hmm. then you know, I would say that again, this is breaking formula uh for the MCU as well. Uh, i I really enjoy that they're doing nearly the opposite of what I would describe as something that happened in Iron Man one through three, Thor one and two. <laughs> Even in even in the Justice League, there was like sexual tension between um, the Hulk and Skirt. Scar- no, not. <laughs> oh yes I... the vision and scarlet witch was a good one anyway i'll, I'll move on from that but mm. i just like that it was just a crush it, it, he kept trying to figure out the balance between being a superhero and maintaining his high school life but ultimately in his mind being a hero is more important and he made that decision when he was at i believe it was prom when he realized that the vulture was her father and that he was about to do something that he wasn't supposed to which is steal um items from Tony Stark Mm. so he chose he chose to be the hero and that led to them um I think she actually moved farther away I think she said Oregon uh So it it wasn't even a possibility. Now, fun fact that I I did a little research on Liz Allen is actually going to be now I don't know if it's in the movies, Mm. uh, because Harry hasn't been introduced as his best friend, his best friends actually Ned in this one. Uh, But it's supposed to be his wife in the future. And they're supposed to have a kid. So uh, I was wondering if they'd bring a, a Harry in. Anyway, speculation. <laughs> Some pot of potential little, you know, sprinkles there. Um, but I, I loved that for a love interest, she was beautiful. She was popular, but she was also nerdy. Like, academically, she she found that more important than, you know, just being popular. So she hmm. had more dimension to her character. Um the vulture. Uh, so I feel like for a criminal, he, he it's nearly valid and justified why he began being a criminal. He, he felt that like, they, and they covered it right in the beginning of the movie, uh, he went to go try to clear New York. So he bought extra trucks and all that stuff. It was based around, oh, I said it, the Avengers movie when Loki brought in the alien invasion. Uh, so he was the cleanup crew. He volunteered himself to be part of that contract. However, Stark's people came in and took it right out from under him with no compensation. So he said they essentially allowed him to go bankrupt, um, you know, and didn't care. Hmm. <laughs>
0: so it
1: was really messed up how that happened. Uh, but of course, it makes sense because it was alien technology. Uh, so they, they were wanting to take it away from people. So, you know, nobody misused it or got hurt by it. I mean, in, in some levels it made sense, but in others, it, it was just kind of messed up. So it led him on a bad path where he was selling, uh, like ammunitions and stuff to bad, just regular everyday street guys. Um, I, I felt like the balance was nice, uh, because he was a dad. And he wasn't trying to kill Spider-Man. I mean, he really tried not to, uh, but he kept getting in the way. And then ultimately at the, <laughs> <laughs> at the very end, uh, Spider-Man winds up saving him. So it, it, it's just a really cool, like death wasn't the option. If, he, if both of them could help it, death wasn't the option. And I'd say that's more classic to the, the cartoons and the comics that we've experienced that I, I really enjoy.
0: Uh, that i guess i guess those are those are definitely valid points and,
1: and then just one little more point yeah the true romance of this whole thing was actually a romance with his friend ned ned was the first person to see him as spider-man and reveal himself in his own room dropping that i don't know thousand two thousand piece death star lego build oh it was so funny i love nerdy stuff so like the fact that they brought that in i just i really loved it and then uh yeah. I think that's all I have really for love interests. I, I think it broke barriers in terms of the normal formula, both for Spider Man and for um, the MCU. Like it, it it I think it pulled away enough for I, it not to be typical or predictable.
0: That that's true. I guess we can touch on fo- formulas uh, at a later point because otherwise we'll go beyond the scope. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So I guess the last point. I guess yeah, the touch- overall reasons. Yeah, so the for old- yours
1: versus mine and mine versus yours. I guess
0: I guess it could be summed up as that just you know the classics are better, and since it's a classic, <laughs> <laughs> this is a, it says it's a classic and it's original. It's by definition better than any movie that comes after it. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, it gets respect. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's true. I but I guess in a certain sense, yes, you could consider a classic not in the sense that it has generally when you say like it's a classic you you say like it's timeless it has qualities that go beyond its era so i guess a good example that i would say which isn't very shouldn't be controversial, is like star wars so i'd say star wars is like you know it's classical you know it's it has a lot of staying power it's been around since the 70s you know it's, it's just
1: plenty of faults but
0: yeah, no it, well a classic <laughs> can have faults but it, yeah, a classic yeah, yeah, is something yeah. you can relate to it's timeless um it's more or less original in that right. sense Not that you don't have to fulfill all the requirements, but the majority of them. And so in that sense, yes, I would consider the first one to be a classic in the sense that it was an experiment. Uh, As you said, I think that's a good way to describe it as seeing as an experiment. There isn't a lot of depth to the movie, um, more or less with respect to like Spider-Man as a character. And a lot of the characters do kind of fall flat in the sense that they're never really developed. They're just kind of, you know, there to progress Spider-Man. And then at the end, he has like a boss fight to like wrap, right, the right. wrap the whole movie yeah. would i recommend it over your movie uh if you're getting into like the spider-man series yeah i would say start there because the first one's very good um yeah. i think you would be doing a disservice by just jumping over it because it's just like they're too old uh so yeah i would recommend it would i say it's better maybe probably what? not <laughs>
1: <laughs> so i've already convinced you and i haven't even unleashed the big guns yet
0: <laughs> uh, i mean like to a certain extent like I'm not someone who's gonna like s- like sit there and say like oh it's the, like the best movie ever and because that would that would be lying. But would
1: it be you if you were? No, you were but I would that. say like the-, <laughs> the movie
0: does have a special place in my heart even though it's super cliche. I'll admit, uh, just because because it was the one that really kind of brought a lot of these superheroes like home, in the yeah. sense like these are real people that you could identify with and not say like a cartoon. And yeah. I didn't find them- I didn't find it to be like corny or like cheesy. Like with a lot of the other superhero movies from like the '80s and '70s and '60s, where more often than not it felt like a comedy than like an actual superhero movie, uh, yeah. even though some of them are good. But there's is another story for another day. Yeah, and I and I know you're gonna recommend your movie over mine. Uh,
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, basically, I, I'm not gonna lie. I went a little hard. <laughs>
0: no it's fine
1: <laughs> so my overall reasons was to start with your spider-man and how he must overcome his ego and talk to- toxic obsessive love work balance <laughs> while while my Spider-Man must come into learning what it means to become a hero, and that it comes uh from overcoming that he's more than just his suit. Uh, and then at the ever at the very end, he's comfortable just being a hero in New York from Queens until he's older, choosing to live his life and and train more. Uh, you know, his his bully is more evolved and not yeah. so one-sided too. Uh, you know, uh, overall. Less cheesy in comparison, less about the romance, uh, no sad adult life about being broke, (laughs) Uh, actual actors uh, who look like they belong in high school.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's, yeah, I mean...
1: um you know i i did want to note like willem dafoe uh, as an actor was amazing james franco i love the dude he was great as harry um uh going into the second movie i i love doc ock as a villain uh but not the storyline because it's just so cheesy like and it's very fumble Uh,
0: okay i have i have one i have one point that i think (laughs) that will redeem the movie so in the first spider-man movie when he first kind of meets mary jane in the sense of like they're kind of getting to know each other there's this yeah. scene in the cafeteria where he has the tray and he like yeah. he catches all the stuff he actually did that like he oh, okay. yeah that's yeah fun. he actually like that's not uh, according to my sources uh, okay. but that's not like cgi <laughs> like he actually practiced that till he could get that perfectly and yeah. i think that's like one of the good reasons why you should watch it because it's super impressive so yeah
1: I mean, that, that is fair. I was going to note that one of the good points of your movie was that he has the natural ability to do the webbing, whereas the other Spider-Men uh, use uh, web-slingers. Um, yeah. But to make a point, though... Mine is still identified as the more intellectual of the two that we're speaking of,
0: but I don't know uh, if that's a fair point because I don't think intellect ever really played a part in like the, the Spider Man storyline. Well, like, Peter's supposed to be a
1: genius, like, hands he? down, yes. So, even um,
0: okay, God, uh, what is
1: Harry's father's name? Like, what is Willem Defoe? What's his name? Dad, <laughs> right, right, right? So, <laughs> daddy, uh. <laughs> points out how smart he is and how harry needs to get his life together so oh, like yeah, yeah. he's supposed to have the natural genius side um that comes very naturally as a matter of fact in my film so i was just gonna say that and then to conclude oh unless you have any other points you want to no
0: like, i was make, just gonna say i never really it, thought that intellect was my
1: final reveal
0: no i was gonna say i never really thought that intellect was an integral part of like the spider-man series But maybe that's more obvious if you're more familiar with the comics, which I'm absolutely not. But, like, the overall, I would say, like, canon is you have, like, the Spidey sense, so to say.
1: So it doesn't come with his powers. He's supposed to be a natural genius. Oh, okay. He's supposed to be the nerd
0: like oh okay okay just like how
1: film you see it a little more because he quits the debate team and then they like within under three seconds outside of his bully his teacher says oh welcome back like instantly because he has it he doesn't have to focus on school because it's naturally just there so Uh,
0: okay no i'm done (laughs) finish me
1: (laughs) okay (laughs) and the big ko so the final reason to love my spider guy there are rumors that spider-man's movie no way home so the number three that hasn't been released yet um has the confirmed fact that doc ock will be returning but it will not be a new doc ock it will be the same actor from spider-man movie 2
0: oh that's that unfair oh that's
1: picked out from sinking to death when he tries to redeem himself by shopping by stopping his fusion reactor from destroying new york city
0: that's a good point to finish on uh, yep. I, I uh it's, it.
1: it's noted from cinemablend.com so i did research and it was it was dated for april 21st 2021 so it's very recent and then there are also continued rumors that because they're cherry picking this this specific actor the specific villain um that there is a chance that both toby mcguire and andrew garfield will be in the movie so in other words, the true winner overall is into the Spider Verse because without that movie, we would not have the blessings we may potentially be seeing in the future.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that was, that was yeah. So that was a great episode, very, very fascinating. Um, but I still stick to my guns. Oh man! You you gotta give credits to the OG. So.
1: Oh man. I I don't know about that. Thank you for platforming us up to the more the best Spider-Man. I appreciate yeah. stepping on your back. It'll
0: it'll it, it it's all cyclical. <laughs> <all the> way- <laughs> it's it's all cyclical. It all comes back around. So in like 20 yeah. years, the, the the like the first 3 Spider-Man movies are going to enjoy a revival and everyone's going to find them great. <laughs> Just how like disco and like funk and all that is starting to be a bit more popular. Heck it'll yeah. it'll be the same thing with Spider-Man and uh and and with that, yeah, I'm done.
1: Yeah, so. yeah, we'll just evolve from the cheesier side of things in your films, and we yeah. will continue to make it great. <laughs> yeah.
0: they, all well, been, it, they all come around. They all come around eventually.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this has been super fun. Yeah, because yeah. I just as a side note, I have been on the Backyardigans soundtrack TikTok. Got me so like honestly, I understand things come back around all the time. <laughs> Yeah, but this was a great debate. I I appreciate you, my dude.
0: I appreciate you too. So yeah, thanks for listening. Right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> bye. Okay, bye.